Welcome to Pitch Talks. All right, y'all, we back for another special episode. This is a random topic episode. We're not going to talk no soccer. Obviously, we're still on the international break from the Premier League standpoint. Um, so we can do a little, have a little bit of fun. Put out an episode that you know, most of y'all will be able to listen to if you're not soccer fans. Um, we brought back you know, the homie Tony. Um, he gonna be on with us as much as possible because you know I feel like I talk too much and yeah I like to listen to myself talk but I like to, to, to spread the love. Um, I want more people on there and for any listener, if you uh you know want to be on the episode, just hit me up, hit me up on IG, and and we'll talk. You have a better chance of getting on if I know you because I gotta bet you because I'm not gonna be just putting a random people on here to talk nonsense. You gotta be able. I gotta be able to trust that you know what you're talking about. I bet you. But to anybody who wants to, you know, be on the podcast, just let me know, and uh, we'll talk about it, and we'll get you on if you if if it, if it holds a little bit of merit, at least, you know. So, um, but let's just talk about from starting off and things we do start off. You know, we talk about how we doing, man. How's life, man? Dre, Tony, anybody start? Hmm. I'll go first. Uh... Chilling. I was telling Tony I was doing some yard work, which is a first in my life. I had to do some yard work. Um, bunch of stuff from trees, bunch of leaves, all kinds of stuff I was picking up last weekend, bro. All kinds of stuff. Um, and our trash recycle and yard work day was today. So after doing all that stuff this weekend, I had to just put it in a huge trash can. And they came and got it, and it's gone. It's I don't know. It's like magic, man. Your, your trash gone, your recycling gone, your yard work stuff is gone. Like, they just came and got everything. Love it. Um, I think I got about, like, 90% of this stuff, like, piled up over the weekend. But I still got maybe, like, 10% to do. And I'll finish that this weekend. But, yeah, that's been me. Yard work, man. <laughs> up, man? I think it's funny that it's the first time you experienced that because yeah. – um, <laughs> Bro, Being like, honest, we, man. My pops was not on that. Like we did all the work, regardless of what we everything. So I was cutting okay. the grass at damn near seven years old. So like, it, it, like yeah, I, I, I feel your your frustration with that because I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. I'm a city mm-hmm. boy. Um, I like uh, you know, to keep things simple. Like you know, I'm OCD about my setup and my inside space, but outdoor shit, shit is not me. Like, <laughs> I can't even swim. I, I'm, I don't. Okay, I'll do it. I'm a city boy. Hey, I don't swim either. I don't swim either. Hey, but you gotta, you gotta like cutting the grass though. That's the time to. Well, I know you ain't got to cutting the grass yet, but hey, yard work, bro. You throw the headphones in. Nobody messing with you. you nah, know? the problem is it's it's the it's the dirtiness of it, bro. That because I'm OCD, bro. It's the dirty like that dirtiness of it is like that stuff bothers me, man. Like Dang, obviously, man, you when just I get, reminded me I gotta finish some laundry. Yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> it's the dirtiness. It's the dirty. Like I just I'm super. Like I'm su- like y'all know me, man. I'm I'm super like I'm dusting things off constantly. I have I have gloves on though, Drew. Used by gloves. I had gloves. Even the gloves, it gets on your arms, bro. It gets all over you. Yeah, you gotta wear it like that. You gotta put some long sleeves on. Yeah, I had like, I think I had long sleeves Florida, and gloves. I was, Florida, I was long sleeves and gloves in Florida, bro. Like I, I was prepped, Drew. I had long sleeves and gloves. Living dangerously, bro. Like, You're right. It's time, bro. <laughs> yeah. Gotta get right. You just need I'm you, not, you need some skills now, Drake. Say what? Put you some Tim's on. You'll be in there. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. People play basketball in Tim's, though, you know. They don't do yard work in Tim's. Yeah, so Tony, how you doing, bro? Good, man. Just, you know, everyday, everyday stuff, man. Just work. That's really all you have time for these days, it seems like. But work is cool. It's picking up a little bit. Uh, when we get in the March, what? April, kind of kind of what you doing, bro? My bad. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, so I work in higher education, uh, recreation specifically. Um, so I have uh, oversight. Actually, I have oversight over all our program areas. So everything from fitness to aquatics to wellness, uh, competitive sports, that's all under my umbrella um on top of just some other stuff that i gotta do campus-wide but uh working with students man that's that's basically what it is working with students every day so um it's been good the students keep you keep you young sometimes they make you feel old um but it's it's good man i can't can't really complain we getting ready to uh do some traveling i was actually supposed to be in portland this week but i decided not to go uh delaware next month uh I got to get down to Fort Lauderdale in May for a wedding. So I'm about to do some traveling. I haven't really traveled since uh, COVID started. I think I've I've been probably out of the state mm, probably two or three times. Illinois don't really count, but I got to North Carolina and South Carolina. Um, but that's really it. I ain't really done much traveling, so I'm excited to be able to do a little bit of that again. Mm-hmm. So, and go ahead, Dre. Tell, tell me what you do for a living. Like, why not? At least not specific. I'm not trying to put your shit up. You're good. You're good. I, I mean, I, I work from home. I'm an accountant. I work for a healthcare company. It's really like behavioral health. So, I guess there's a lot of different types of health. But yeah, I work for like a behavioral health care company. Um. Love my job, man. There ain't too much to say about it, though. It's accounting, you know. <laughs> you either, either like you either like accounting or you don't. But things are going well, man. Things are going well. <laughs> yeah, and full disclosure, we all met in college, uh, so this is how we know each other. Um, we went to a very um, white school, so uh, we're we're extra close because we would only like, besides <laughs> the niggas was on the basketball team. We were the only, the only black folks <laughs> up in the pitch, so, um, Yeah. We got a special part, you can say. That's uh, facts. So uh, for me, man, life is good, man. It's great. It's uh, I can't complain. Um, things about to get really good for me. I'm not gonna get into what I told y'all secretly, but um, things are about to elevate for me, and uh, hopefully they elevate in the right standpoint where I can actually make some decisions on my own and be on my own the way I'm supposed to be, and in the way, in the way I prefer to be, so people can't get in my way. So. No, we'll see how things play out. Either way, I'm good. I, it, it's been proven, and God has proven it to me that, you know, he got my back, so I ain't got nothing really to worry about. It's just, you know, there's a lot of snakes out there that's trying to, you know, that's trying to stop me from succeeding. And, and you can pro- I can promise you that any time that you're succeeding that somebody's going to come, come hate. Those, those haters just, they don't like seeing people like us, especially black folks like us, succeeding. It, it upsets them. It hurts their soul. But, you know, you can't give into that. And that's what and the reason why you can't get into that is it's exactly the reason why we're holding this podcast is because we're going to get into the corporate world. So the corporate world. So the first thing I want to talk about is 
we're going to talk about Sally versus Allie. We talked about it a little bit before on uh, a couple episodes ago. Um, but in the corporate world, Dre, I, I'll let you start off because you've been in Sally, I think, longer than either of us have been. But I might be wrong about that. But yeah, I'm going to let you get into um, that first. Go ahead, bro. I think, I think Tony's probably been on Sally a little longer than me. Um, I guess I got a couple questions about it. Like, which, which to y'all – which do y'all prefer? Do y'all prefer to get paid hourly or would you rather get paid salary? I'll yeah, open it up like that. Go I'll go to Tony first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. Um, yeah, I since I since I got out of school, I've been salary. I've worked hourly jobs before, um, obviously. But yeah, since I've been out of school, I've worked salary. Um honestly, bro, I think either way you look at it, it's pros and cons, right? For, mm-hmm. for both of them. Me personally, I like the flexibility of of a salary um, job, at least my job specifically. Um, I like the flexibility of it, right? I like the fact that, you know, if I obviously you have PTO and different things like that, but sometimes you might take a little personal day or whatever, but I'm getting paid for that. Right. Whereas if I'm on the hourly kick, you know, you ain't working, you ain't getting paid. Um, and so I, I definitely think that's a perk. But, you know, the one downside that, uh, you know, you find with a lot of salary jobs is when you put in that extra work in. Right. So um, I don't I don't get paid overtime. I don't have an opportunity. You don't get that. It's not a choice. So. Yeah. I don't I don't have an opportunity to make overtime. But like yesterday, I put in like a 12, 13 hour day. You know what I mean? And it's, it's cool because I can flex my hours or whatever. But, you know, you put in that extra work in, you want to be compensated for that extra work that you're doing. But um you know, sometimes that just comes with the territory of the job, but I love what I do. So, you know, you, you take the good with the bad. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good explanation of it. Um, what about you, Drew? All right. Yeah, I know, man. Look, I love salary. Um, it's way better than hourly for me. I can't stand the clocking in, the clocking out, the micromanagement, especially the micromanagement aspect of that from the manager standpoint. I mean, get off my back about it, bro. Like, you know that I was doing something. That's why the Jake was – four or five and over. Like, why you press me on this when you know that I was doing work, man? If I was a lazy dude that wasn't doing my work and forgetting to clock in and clock out, then I can understand why you'd be frustrated. But if I'm putting in work, then why are you worried about it? And then from a corporate standpoint, you worried about that? You paying me OT because that little bit of extra OT when you're making all this money off it, especially the money that you, the people that you working for making money off it, like it's, it's silly to me. Um, and then the most important thing for me when it comes to salary is that I don't have to worry about what like getting work done within a certain amount of hours. If I need 50 hours to get shit done because we're, we're it's a crazy week with heavy, busy clients going through. I can put in 50 hours and no, nobody's going to say nothing to me. They're not going to be like, yo, you still working? Like, you know why I'm still working? Because I got shit to do. Because I'm always, you know, I'm a, uh, you know, Kobe was my idol growing up. You know, so I'm into, like, getting work done. So to me, like, my job isn't done until it's over and the client is, is happy. So... If I have to put in extra hours, and it's not, it's not a big deal to me because the number one thing to me is my career and then my career and then money. Everybody knows me knows that. It's about my career and then my money. So I have no problem working 50, 60 hours a week. It doesn't matter to me as long as I'm putting in that work because I enjoy my job and I put in that work to school 
like I chose this profession. This is not a, a job that I chose. Like it wasn't something I fell into. I've passed on jobs I can make more money to do to do what I do now. Cause I, I know I'm I like project management. I like communication. Like that's what I do, like do best is communicate. So like it's a salary is, is exactly how I want to do it. So if people want to overwork me, you can't overwork me because I love working. So but if you overwork me to the point where other people that are making way more money than me are taking advantage of it, that's when I got an issue. It's when I'm carrying other people and they're making more money than me. That's when the salary part becomes an issue for me. Only then. Before that, I don't care because I, I love working. Like I like I love the journey. To me, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. The journey is the destination. That's what they say in Hey Arnold. Or the, desti- <laughs> or the destination is the journey. It was one of those. Got my hey on. Let's go. go. That's crazy that you hey, hey, said hey, that. Hey, like, that was choreography. That wasn't. There's no way that was legit. Like, nah, bro, that's <laughs> legit. That's legit. I love hey Arnold, so I had to quote ready. That's, that was random. We all love hey Arnold. So. I had to quote ready, bro. Um, but yeah, that's my show. But but yeah, so I kind of had the the same concept of it. Like the, the most frustrating thing for me working uh, hourly was that it leaves the responsibility on the employee to basically like find stuff to do. Because like I, I had an accounting job and I got so good at this accounting job that I would have my stuff done in like six hours. We talked about this so many but, times. Yeah, I know. I always bring this up. I would have my stuff done in six hours, right? And uh, so for those next two hours, if I want to get paid, like I got to do two more hours of work. It don't matter whose work I'm doing, but I got two more hours of work to do because I can't leave early because then I only get paid for six hours. So it's basically like it's it's a punishment for being efficient if you're getting paid hourly, because if I did my work slower, I would get paid more. So this is why the hourly thing just never, ever, ever made sense to me because it's basically you're getting you're getting more money for working slower. You know what I mean? There's, and then no, I incentive, up, there's no incentive for being good at your job. It's, the only no, incentive not, is not, to, to meet your hours. That's the only yeah, incentive. The, the only incentive is to work more hours, basically, to take longer to do your job because you'll get paid more. You know and what I mean? You can't do like, more hours, like extra hours, because overtime, just like Tony said, it, for most companies, it's not approved. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but in the in the companies that it is approved, it basically benefits you more to get your job done slower, which has yeah, always sure. just been it's always been the dumbest thing. Because if you're too efficient at your job, they're just gonna give you more work, and you're just gonna do that more work within your eight hours, and you're gonna get paid the same amount. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it's it's always been that for me. And luckily, like recently, I got put on salary, and I don't want to go back to hourly because of that situation that I always run into. It's like, okay, I got to be here for my eight hours. Like, so I got to do something for these eight hours. So it's like, you're filling in the gaps, but yeah, luckily on salary, it's like, okay, I got this done. I got this done. Like what else you got? I'm not going to stress because it's not on me to have extra work to do. Like I got the job, like I get everything I need to get done. Okay. I'll leave early today. If I ain't got nothing to do and I'm going to still get paid and I ain't stressed. You know what I mean? Drew just said he left early. Yeah. The other day, and yeah. it was like my day's over, exactly. and I'm still getting paid the same amount. You know right. what I mean? Like, there's 
you actually get benefited for getting your job done because if they don't have nothing else for you to do, like they gonna sit there and look at you for the next two hours. Yeah. Nah, man, go no. home. <laughs> it's actually the the way you said it was perfect because it actually like brings me back to a conversation you you and I had. This is probably like two years ago. Um, and I'll never forget this conversation because we you and I talked about this multiple times, but mm-hmm. this conversation was like super deep. And we were talking about how most people, when they come to their jobs, the goal for their job is to get get the job done no matter how long it takes, and then they're good with that. Yep. You and I, we care about being great at our jobs. So if yeah. if if I elevate and I'm super great at this job and I and I can get it done two times faster than before, then I'm gonna do that. Now which you which you should be able to do eventually. Which you should be able to do eventually as you keep doing the job over and over again. You should be able to do it more efficiently. But most people are not (laughs) built like that. Or built like us, I should say. Most people (laughs) if you can get the job done, no matter how long it takes, you're gonna take as long as you can to get that job done. This is why we got the drive throughs that where we gotta wait three, four hours to get our food. Because (laughs) if you don't pay motherfuckers the hourly rate to incentivize them, they don't care about being good at their job. Yeah, the only thing they yeah, care about they, is other side stuff. They don't care yeah, about being good at their job. Cause that, well, cause at the end of the day, it's like kind of like that work ethic. You want to feel like you're rewarded and you may feel rewarded by doing a good job and doing it efficiently. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you may have bills that you got to pay and you working efficiently on an hourly like pay thing ain't helping you pay your bills you know what i mean exactly, exactly. So, so it's like then then your morals come into it and it's like bro like i could do this way quicker but it's not gonna make me any more money like yeah yep. oh so so then no i guess difference. i think i think we pretty much nailed it on that end so like on the other end what do you think are the reasons for having like an hourly worker versus salary worker tony could probably jump in here because i know he got people that work under him i'm sure so he probably could tell us more about this like what are the benefits to you having an employee that works hour- hourly versus hourly salary can't even talk <laughs> uh yeah that's a good question so i mean i have i have full-time staff that's under me that i supervise mm-hmm. their salary um a lot of our students though they're hourly um I mean, a, a lot of that, you know, benefits and things like that come into play when you talk about salary versus hour, hourly, right? Those can look a little bit different. And our students ain't getting no no type of benefits working these on-campus <laughs> jobs. But um, I don't know, man. I think – I think let me let me put it in here from the student's perspective, though, right? So you, you mm-hmm. hourly um, – let me just use our, like, intramural officials, right, our officials – let's say that you scheduled to work five, six basketball games, right? If you want a salary as a student and, and games get canceled, right? You got to stay. Now, granted, you're going to get paid for that, but you got to stay and they might have other things that they got to take care of, right? The classwork, yeah, school work or whatever. So you getting paid hourly. I'm going to go ahead and just clock out. Yeah, I might be losing out on two, three hours worth of money, but I can use that time to go do this group project, go focus on this paper. So um honestly bro i think it's just all personal preference right to y'all's point some people don't people value different things in the workspace um some people are cool with getting their work done and not getting paid it's like i came here i did what i did and i need to bounce exactly that's exactly the point that i was gonna go into next about this was who do you who do you actually work for and so me and dre talked about this multiple times because we get into religious stuff but for me 
I don't work for the person that's above me. I work right. for God. So for me, I had to be great at my job. So if any at any point I'm slacking on my job, I feel bad about it. Not because my manager's upset, like whatever. Like, okay, I have to care about what, what he thinks to placate him in that environment or him or her in that environment. But to me, if I'm slacking on my job, I will feel bad about it simply because I'm slacking on my job because I know God put me in this position where and I have the skill set to be good at this. So I need to be the best I can. To me, the most important in life, and this is like you could, if you want to know Drew and what I'm about, the, 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 the worst thing you can do with, with your life is to take a skill set or a talent that God's given you and waste it and, right. and not like do it to your best ability. That's why Kobe, like he was so much to me because he didn't waste a single ounce of his ability that he got. He literally worked to see he had every skill set that he could work on. So if you don't care about being great at something, then of course, if it's about money for you, then all right, then it's about money for you. Right. But then you won't care about being good at your job. You'll take your time. You'll, you'll adjust. You'll be on your phone half the time while you're working. That shit <laughs> super upset me when I was working like McDonald's and Burger King jobs where motherfuckers be on their phone all damn day. And I got to clean the grill, do all this other shit, clean the street floor while you just chilling. I'm not built like that. Like to me, being lazy is an insult to who I am and how I was raised. Cause my parents didn't raise me that way. Right. Yeah, you gotta put in that work. It's all about putting in that work. Whether you get the reward or not, it's all about putting that work because that's showing God respect. You put me here for a reason, I'm gonna put it put in work while I'm in. For sure. Yeah, I feel that. And I, I I think that's really a lot of times too for people what it comes down to is is what do you value in the workplace. I mean, I'm right there with you, Drew. Um, you know, not only for, for God, but like, bro, I, I know what I'm capable of. So, so I know what I'm capable of and I've seen success, right. Based off of my work ethic, based off of the work that I put in. So I'm not going to stop that because yeah, I've seen, yeah. I, I've seen what can come of it. If you apply yourself, you stay genuine, you stay authentic, and you put work in to your point. So whether it's uh, a guarantee or not, whether you whether it's a guarantee right. reward or not, because I've been in plenty of companies where I put in plenty of work and I work multiple people and got multiple people, you know, you know, promoted and whatnot, but it, I didn't get the financial reward. But people in my family or friends or whatever will still come to me and be like, but you didn't get that financial reward. So why you weren't you weren't successful? Like, no, I was successful. Because I, I got those people promoted. Now, yeah. what it doesn't matter to me because I could die tomorrow. What does it matter to me whether I got the money or not? You're making it about money when it's not about money. Mm-hmm. And niggas know I'm about that money, but I'm also about <laughs> putting in that work. Yeah. No, it's, cra- it's crazy because I don't want I don't want to say four out of five, but maybe maybe two out of five. Like because I basically went to my boss and the HR manager, and I was like. <laughs> Listen, like I'm I'm getting my stuff done way quicker than this eight hours. Like, how do we reconcile the situation? Like, can y'all start paying me more? Like, what do y'all want me to do? Because otherwise, I'm like, I'm just wasting two hours here and I'm not doing anything. And I'm being completely honest with y'all. Like, I could just be here milking the clock. Like, I could be here milking the clock like everybody else. But listen, I'm getting my stuff done way sooner than everybody else. So it's to the point where y'all could basically fire someone and I can do their job and just give me half of their salary and I'll be chilling. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's to the point. They never do that. I remember that conversation. They won't do that. They won't do that. But, But that's where I was. And all they could tell me was, well, 
we never see you go on breaks. Uh, you never you never go out and talk to the people in the shop and i'm just like all right and that that at that point i knew that i couldn't work there anymore because like my work ethic wasn't being appreciated and i it wasn't getting me anywhere they told my nigga to be lazy the the response to you're basically like you're working you're working you're working too hard so yeah go ahead and take some more breaks and do this They they told you they need you to go socialize Basically, basically during my show, so, so, socializing ain't socializing ain't getting the work done. That's what I'm saying though. Like I'm like the reason nobody else is in here having the same conversation is because they out there socializing, or they're out there milking the clock, which they end up catching somebody like stealing, stealing stealing time off the lunch and stuff, and end up firing them. Like, yeah, this is what happens when people socializing. Yeah, and you know, you know what? not clocking out for lunch and just taking off. You know what upsets me about it is because I get this energy, and I'm not. Oh, this is not a brag. This, I get this energy usually from females. So I get this energy from female people that are above me. Like you don't talk enough to people around you. Like hold on, I'm at work. If I was outside of work, you could have that complaint to me. But I'm at work, and your complaint to me is that I don't give you enough attention. <laughs> that, that's what I'm. That's the energy I'm getting right now. Like, yeah, and and this is the same. And we go, we gonna move. This is a perfect transition. We gonna move because the white folks don't deal with this bullshit. This is only shit that we deal with. It's you work too hard. No, no, no. It's not the work too hard. You want my attention, but. You want at the same breath, you want to claim that we don't work hard enough. And that's why we're not rich like y'all, the ones that's handed out money. So for me, we're gonna go into the corporate, the, the racism in the corporate world. And I'm gonna start it off because there's some, you know, she's been on my mind lately, and it's been going along for a while now, but I've been quiet about it. But I'm at the I'm at the right company and at the right spot where I feel like I feel okay about it. And even if I wasn't, I wouldn't give a damn. But at this point, especially now that I'm like I'm back to being me. I'm not like super sick like I was the last seven years. So I feel like I'm myself again so I can speak my mind. Um, this idea that I need to placate everybody else for being lazy as fuck is only some shit you do with black people. So stop doing it. So if you don't say this shit, like, oh, help them out, hold their hands. If they don't do their job, it's, it's because they don't understand. You don't do all this stuff with the white folk. You don't do that with them. You only do it with me because you know that I'm in a position where I can't say nothing back to you. And if I say anything back to you, it's going to be seen as disrespect or it's going to be at the wrong energy. So my response to that is I'm going to play the game. I'm going to be fine. No matter what, if I got to carry, I got to carry you because at the end of the day, I don't work for you. I work for who? Like I said, I work for God. So for me, as long as I'm great at my job and I'm getting paid a decent salary, then whatever. And like life ain't fair, get over it. That's my mentality. Yeah, that's that's interesting because I feel like I kind of take a separate approach. Um, I feel like at this point in life, you know, just with life, with life things, the way life happens, bro. Like I'm not, I'm not really interested or in the business of 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 being somebody's uh lap dog or or being told to do this, do that, like nah. Nah, like like you said, life that's is because you're in a position of management where you managing over people. Like I'm not in that position where I could do that. That's that's fair. Um, and I and I'm saying this now just based off of some life experiences these past couple of years, right? But if if I could put myself Tony today 
five or six years ago, I would like to think that I would have the same perspective because life, life is too short to have to deal with stuff like that. Life is too short to have to be working with people who don't appreciate you, who don't appreciate the time, the energy, the effort that you put into doing your craft. Well, I understand that's life, but it, I mean, it's, it's the same thing with, with, with women in relationships, right? You, you get rid of one and another one is there waiting for you. You just got to go get me started. <laughs> you just got to find it. So like, I, I hear you, you right. You play the game until you feel like you could get to a level of to, to where you can kind of speak out and, and, you know, hopefully um, influence some change and different things like that. So but, you, touch on, you touch on this topic that uh, people ask me about all the time and, and why I wear a shirt and tie every day when, mm. I, when I'm in the office. And my, my pops taught me this when I was really young because, and I didn't understand this because I was a, you know, like a clown dude, like to grow up in the hood thinking that, you know, it's about being cool and whatnot. But I didn't understand that they did, they, they really thought that they, they would treat us like we different mm-hmm. so based off of reception. So, and I noticed this and I, the minute I did this, I, like, I saw, I noticed a change. I even saw it when I was driving the cars. When I'm in a shirt and tie, I've never got, I've never gotten pulled over once a shirt and tie. <laughs> But apparently, when I'm in a regular car, that's not a nice car, or if I'm not in a shirt and tie and I'm wearing my fitted, apparently I'm a gangster now. So you can just pull me over and feel, or act some type of way, act like I'm some type of person, and, and feel that way because of my perception. So in the world that we live in, and we've seen this over you know, the last couple of elections, perception is everything. But I will say this. Even when I was growing up as a kid, I used to wear a shirt and tie to church. Like even like so, I've always been the stylish type of person. I've always been into ties, been into that style. Just like my pops, I've been always been into style. So I, it was always going to be that way for me when I was in the office. But it re-emphasized the, the importance of it the minute my pops explained that to me. The minute I started wearing shirt and tie in the office, all of a sudden now Drew's a respected college. Now I got a degree. The degree I already had. Now I'm educated. Now I'm smart. Now all of a sudden, now you respect me because I'm in a shirt tie. But if I'm in a t-shirt, just like I'm dressed now, and I go to office every day, I'm a thug. The minute I go and like work, I'm a thug. Why is that? We in the corporate world. Why do you think we both made it here? Because I, I played the game? No, because I did the same steps you you stepped. Like I did the same thing you did. The only difference is you look at me and you think I'm different just because there's not as many as us, as many as as us, as y'all. That's like just like 11, 12 percent, whatever it is in America. You just think you have just has you know, perception in your mind based on the stereotypes that somehow I'm stupid because of something we're gonna talk about later on in this podcast. The way people certain people act that that's a bad reflection on us. Stop judging me based off of what other people do. Like, judge me based off of the way I've acted since I've been here. And that's every company I've been at. What's your take on that, Dre? Um, yeah, so luckily, like, once I moved to the Tampa area, like, I got, I got a really, really good boss who just respected me and understood my hard work and did what he could to kind of help promote me like the best he could like in the situations that I was in like he even kind of like tried to 
helped me get a promotion at my current job, but I just told him like, yeah, it's not for me. Not right now. Maybe years down the road, I'll be ready, but I'm not ready for it now. Um, but before that, like in my previous job that I was talking about before with the whole like hourly clock thing and me doing all my job in six hours, like I definitely ran into that where I had to train people and they asked me to do all types of different stuff, but it ended with me basically making a choice like, okay, am I going to sit here and be miserable and allow them to tell me to do whatever they want me to do and not get anything out of it really? Um, or am I going to speak up and say, yeah, this isn't working and like deal with the consequences, you know, cause I had been wanting to get out of Panama city anyway, so it didn't really matter to me. <laughs> so, uh, that's, that's kind of how I like walked my way out of that situation. Um, but luckily since I had that boss, I haven't had to deal with any of like corporate issues as far as like stopping me from getting promoted. There's always been like a body in front of me though to where it's like i can't get promoted because someone's already in that position ahead of me so it hasn't been like oh dre you're not good enough you don't work hard enough there's just always been somebody there and in the companies that i've worked with in uh since i've been out of school it's all it's all been companies where people just kind of stay there forever so I've, I've been blessed i've been lucky to be in positions to where companies kind of keep people forever and it's like somebody's got to kind of time out uh of their spot in order for me to like get a promotion but so i haven't so i haven't dealt with that too too much but my name is deandre scott and like if i fill out a resume and submit it for a job like i can get filtered out easily i can't guarantee you that that's happened but how easy it is <laughs> is it to just be like you know what we don't want no deandre working here <laughs> you know so it's just one of those names that it's just, just black. It's just black. You black. Yeah, exactly. It's simple as that. It's simple as that. It's like DeAndre. Thing. It's not a lot, whole lot of those. So like they, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just literally fits you out, and and they, so, yeah. we don't so, yeah, know. But once, but once I get, but I guess it's 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 a huge negative because people can pass on my name automatically. But at least I know if they brought me in for an interview, they knew what they was getting. You know what I mean? I like, got they're lucky. Not surprised. I got... They're not surprised when I walk in there and they're just like, "Oh, this is DeAndre." You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> never <laughs> happened. I got I've lucky. I never had a shock look when when I come into the office. So like, oh, DeAndre, oh, hey. I got I lucky because I'm Andrew. So on yeah, my exactly. resume, I'm Andrew. But the minute mm -hmm. I'm in the office, I'm Drew. Now Drew is another name that's is like it's it, it both it's both racial bond. So like you can't filter out by race when it comes to it's a biblical name. I was saying that like you know disciple type of thing. So I got lucky that was a name like Tyrone some shit like that. Like <laughs> where, they, where they would just know. And then and this is what I do. This is the key. When I when I go fill out the resumes. Now this ain't cheating because this is straight up honesty. I just put like because you know they, they do black white non Hispanic like yeah. But I'm actually. I'm Panamanian and black, so I'm Hispanic. So I don't, I'm not cheating when I pick that line. Y'all just racist and don't understand that Hispanic <laughs> is not an actual race. Mm -hmm. Like, like that's not a race. Like, like, so I just hit Hispanic because I can't lie. I'm not gonna lie because I'm all to me, I'm all about truth. So I'm not gonna lie about it. So I if I pick I just choose Hispanic every time. I don't pick black because why would I lie about it? Because y'all racist don't understand it? Like, no, like I'm I'm black and Hispanic at the same time. Like, like literally, my mom is an immigrant from Panama and my dad is from Mississippi. 
So I'm literally I'm I'm the, I'm both. So mm-hmm. I can't say I'm African American, non-Hispanic. That would be lying. Like there's no way around it. So I always say Hispanic. Fair and then enough, when I go into yeah. uh, go into the interview, like, oh, but you're Hispanic, and then that's why I got to go in. But you know, I don't <laughs> do that when I am in the interview because I know I got to be calm and get the get the job. But this, you know, I'm not going to get into the whole racism of Hispanic culture because I've been dealing with a lot of that my whole life. But this idea that Hispanic, light-skinned Hispanic people don't understand the concept of Afro-Latinos and Latinas <laughs> is an insult because y'all grew up with Afro-Latinas around you. You didn't grow up in your whole, everybody around you. That's not a word. That that doesn't exist. You grew up you with those people around you. You don't, look, you, don't look, you don't look Hispanic though, Drew. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, this, dude, this dude the other day, not the other day, I would say a couple of weeks ago, this dude literally told me that my mom looked American. Okay. Maybe what the hell does looking American, American mean? <laughs> my mother is from Panama, born and raised. What the hell are you talking about? My mom's looking American. You're just racist, bro. Get over that shit. Like, you're racist. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. Hispanic is not a look. It's about geographical location that's all it is so people that try to tell me that i'm not hispanic because i'm not as fluent as they are and my spanish is pretty good and you can ask um my sources on that but don't ask muy bueno muy bueno (laughs) (laughs) don't embrace it but i got you (laughs) uh, uh, my my spanish is pretty good and it was really good in high school so but i stopped using it in college and, and it started falling off but this idea, and even if you don't speak Spanish or whatnot, that that doesn't change whether or not you're Hispanic or not. And those people that act like that, I don't fuck with them. And people that talk like that, understand it. Like I don't fuck with you for a reason because you're clearly a racist person, and I don't respect you because I don't get no extra points for being Hispanic. I don't. The only I got an extra scholarship at Florida Southern because I was black. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, but. I don't get extra points for being Hispanic, so it's not like being Hispanic. You know, you was, you was black. You was black that day, the day. Yeah, for I was black that day. Yeah, he didn't check that extra box. <laughs> he, he didn't check the extra box on this guy. I know, right? Yeah, oh, on that no, day, it, I checked that. There wasn't no Hispanic that day. <laughs> you gonna pay me three thousand extra dollars a semester? I'm black. I'm not. I don't know them. I don't know that. I, just, I, I sold my wall family. That night, I just sold them. Anyway, let's get into the next topic, man. Um, we're not going to move on to the last topic, but we're going to talk about the, the intricacies of the corporate world. And to me, I want to talk about more about the details, the importance of education. Who you know versus what you know, that type of thing getting jobs because I can I can start off quickly the only reason why I got the job that I started out in the corporate world is because I knew a white dude the minute the minute I graduated from college I was eligible for McDonald's Burger King Walmart they was not going to hire me like straight off my credentials I graduated with 3.4 GPA it didn't matter they was not going to hire me. I had to know somebody to get it, get into the corporate world. It wasn't about what I had accomplished in college. They didn't care. And I, I can only speak on my experience. I was working at Walmart the minute I graduated college. And it took me like six, like four or five months to get that Walmart job, bro. 
And if that ain't racism at the fullest, I don't know what else is. Because the homies that I went to school with, they wasn't struggling to get jobs. They was getting jobs from the minute, from the jump. And they want to tell me it was about the interview. That's that's what they want. That that's what they were selling me. I know now that that's not the case, but right. yeah, that's a uh, that's an interesting concept. I think. Uh, I mean, I think you got two separate points that you can kind of merge, but um, the whole who you know versus what you know, like that's 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 really real life, right? The what you know piece, at least in terms of job skills, bro. Like you can learn how to do a job. You can learn how to really do any job, really wherever you go. Right. You got to put in a little time, a little bit of energy, a little effort. But I mean, it really is about who, you know, and it's really about who, you know, and what they can do for you. Um, So leaving Florida Southern, I was fortunate enough to get a graduate assistantship, which was great because, hell, I might have been in the same situation, Drew, not really knowing what I wanted to do, but maybe not even having the opportunity to do whatever it is that I did want to do. but I was fortunate enough uh, to get a get a graduate assistantship, push me back to Indiana. And that was all off of who I knew, all off of who I knew after grad school to where I'm at now. I've been there for just over. I think I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, in year six, they just gave me my five year pen a year late. Nobody want that damn pen, but I'm going to keep it, though. Uh, you know, you have right. to. <laughs> nah, hey, they gave me this. Man. Fuck that. Cherish that. Hey. They gave me the same pen that they gave somebody else I worked with who'd been there for 25 years. <laughs> yeah, it's flawed. It's flawed. But... Preparations. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, going from grad school to, to where I'm at now, that was also a who you know thing, right? I mean, the world is not as big as people think it is. And so um, it really turned into a, hey, I know so-and-so. I think Tony would be a good fit for you type thing. You go in, you kill your interview. And, and the rest is history. But, um, you know, it's who you know and what they can do for you. It was great that these people knew people, but they also kind of used their influence. Connections, right? right? They used their influence to put me in a spot to, to ultimately help me become successful. Um, and so seeing that, right, those are some of the things that I try to do now when, when I'm introducing people or when I'm networking or trying to make connections or whatever, Right. It's, it's using that. OK, I know him, but let me see what he can do for you. Now, you got to go out there and, and show your worth, show your value. You know, you you got to live up to whatever it is that I'm talking. But, you know, let me let me let me help kind of bridge that gap a little bit. And, that, and that's the way that people become successful a lot of the times, you know, because your work, your work can get overshadowed. Like to your point, nobody gives uh, let's keep it a bug. Nobody gives a fuck about what your GPA is when you get out of college. In, in most, oh, in, hold on, hold on. Yeah. They do. I've seen for it. Us. They do. Not for black folks, but they do. <laughs> they, they, I can't tell you the amount of time people that came up to me, but I saw this interview. She had a three point nine GPA. Oh, people still. What, people what does still that mean? Her, 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 her. No, her major was in art. What does, <laughs> that, what does that mean? Childish, true. You, childish. You, 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 I'm I'm going to be childish because <laughs> I don't get I don't get treated the same way. Yeah. If I had a 3.5 GPA, I didn't get treated that same way. I had 3.5 GPA. We don't care about the GPA. Like so. All right. So so why are you talking to me about this other chick GPA when you don't care about GPA? All of a sudden now you care about GPA when it comes to a white person. Yeah, I think I think that's changed a little bit now, just in terms of 
like working in higher education, bro, like GPA is it. My whole view of education in general. What about shit. graduate school, though? Because in graduate school, if you, I had a 4.0, G, I had straight A's in my graduate school. Yeah. The people I went to school with, like, I'm like, how did you, how did you graduate undergraduate? Like, how did you graduate? Because you're a stupid person. Why are you, <laughs> how did you get a degree in, in the same program I'm in? And I'm carrying you. I, me and Dre talked about this small talk about the group project. I can't say a group project because I got to carry you to get a, an A. To get an A minus when if I was on my own, I could get an A plus and be fine. But I gotta carry you to get a to get a why am I doing this? I'm not in management. Why gotta <laughs> carry somebody else to get to get to get the A I deserve, the A plus that I deserve? It upsets me, man. To hold on. Dre picked the topic. That's what I'm so emotional about it. Like <laughs> I wouldn't pick the topic because like to me, I I don't I I choose not to speak about this because it hurts my career. Because they don't like when I tell them the truth, that you're bullshit and you don't, like, you don't, you're racist. But beneath all this shit you try to hide behind is about meritocracy. The only real meritocracy is in sports, where if you're not a better basketball player than me, you're not going to make it to the league. You have to prove it on the court. It's not about who you know when it comes to sports for the most part. It's about being good, being the best at what you can do. You have to be better than other people. Like I gotta be able to score more points than you. That's how I get drafted higher than you because I scored more points or whatever. Like, but that, but that who you know don't hurt you in sports though. It don't hurt you in sport. I'm saying, the, the I'm saying that it's more based off of meritocracy. It's more about how good you are than about who you know. Like it's it's more about that than. You think? Do you think? Do you think that's the? Do you think it's the same now? I, I I think that it shifted a little bit. I think it shifted a little bit. I think a lot of I think a lot of times now it still is kind of off of the who you know. I mean, if you look at stuff on like the AAU circuit, oh, I can't these, that. some of these kids who get on some of these teams that, I mean, you got other local cats coming in and, and busting these four or five star recruits, right? Because they they plan on pennies AAU team. I'm just throwing random names out there, but. You know, playing for a penny yeah. is probably going to get you to go D1. Yeah. That's why a lot of in, in college, you see a lot of these athletes going to play for these coaches who previously coached in the NBA because they can probably help elevate you more than a a, a, a D2 coach can in terms of helping you get to the next level. I, so- I, I 100% agree, bro. I don't disagree at all with that. My point was that in the corporate world, it's not about getting being good at your job, even go sure. back to salary. It's not about yeah. being good at your job. It's about because that's only going to get you those little fake praises of in like in you know, those little whatever the messages. It's gonna get you your pen. It's gonna give you fake little praises pen. without the, the five money. Your pen, boy. It's not money. It's not about money. Like it's fake praises. It's it's, lo- yeah. it's fake love. It's not real love. Because you talk about how great good I am at this job doesn't actually elevate my life. You actually Elevating my life by actually paying me what I deserve is actual recognition. And in in basketball, if you overperform your contract, they don't keep you. You go. You because there's other teams that will pay to have a player that's productive. That's why I was talking about sports. It's about meritocracy. Because the work that we talk about in the office, like computer computer work or whatever you're doing, it's shown on live television, and people can see that you're better than him. So people can't say that, you know, you know, like even with um Chris Paul and was it um 
I want to say, what's his name? The, the, the point guard, Darren Collison, that was under him. Like, you can tell, I think it was Darren Collison, you could tell that Chris Paul was the elite guy, and then the other dude was behind him, and he wasn't as good. You could you could tell that one dude is way better than the other dude, and that's why he gets paid. He's a franchise player. No, in the corporate world, you could be way better than the other dude, but because the, somebody likes him or he's been there long enough, he's going to get paid more than you, and then you can't do nothing about it besides complain to your boss, and then what, where does that lead us? Oh. Yeah, but I, and I think, though, for the for the topic that you picked, though, I think that that is important to talk about that. Who you know, I mean, Dre kind of just touched on it with his situation, right? Because it sounds like, you correct me if I'm wrong, Dre, you can really speak on your own story, but you got, you got a good connection with somebody who I think was your boss at a point, then wasn't, but he was trying to help you. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so basically, like, this – this guy, he's he's my boss again now. So he he was my boss, and then he left because he found a different opportunity, and then he just recruited me for the next job that he got eventually down the road, and always looked out for me. Like he's like, I know your work ethic. Like I'm gonna hire you again, and it is what it is. So we just we just been rolling. I've been working with this dude for like I don't know, probably four years, five years now. So I've been working with him for a long time. Um, but yeah, so that and that's where the networking aspect comes in like i didn't know this dude from i don't know peter down the street i didn't know this dude at all when i came in but came in like worked hard built a rapport with this dude like talked about our families and everything and since then it's just like okay now i got a connection you know and i know that i can look out for this dude it like the relationship I have with him, even though like it's professional, is like similar to y'all. Like I talk to this dude about everything. And when you build a <clears throat> relationship network like that, then it's good because you'll always be there to look out for them, just like they'll be able to look out for you. Like he's in a higher position than me, so he can do more things for me than I can do for him. But he knows like if I get an opportunity that I would mention him. So yeah, that's with that. But as far as like the whole education versus networking thing, I think it really stood out in the first two jobs that I had because when I came in, similar to how, how y'all were saying, like my very first like actual job where I was actually making money was all because of somebody I knew. Like I wouldn't have got that job if it wasn't for somebody I know, like putting in a good word for me. Um, it was the same thing when you were applying for jobs. They want like two years experience for an entry level job. Like y'all know the thing. So you're applying for these and you're just like, I got to apply for it. Like I don't have a job. Like I got to take anything I can get. But it was almost impossible for me to get an accounting job with my accounting degree, like to start off with until somebody I knew gave me a shot. So worked out the same way for me. Um, and to bring the education side into it, like, when I got to this place, it's like, okay, so not everyone that works in accounting has a degree. There's some people that work in billing and stuff like that. Like they just got a high school degree or whatnot. When I got to this job, I was miles ahead of about 10 people that were working in my office that had been there for years. Like as far as like knowing how to work on a computer and just knowing like the concepts of accounting and everything, like I could do I could do their job and I can do my job like more efficiently than they could probably just do their own job. And it's like, that's where the education came in. And it's like, okay, well, this is why I went to school because 
I'm miles ahead of him and I have to be miles ahead of him in order to get where I want to be. And we got so, lucky. We got lucky because we went to a school where it's not like a big school where like, you're just clocking in and you don't look at that. Like, you don't, have, you don't have a relationship with the professors or professor yeah. sort of that like you, you can get that one-on-one. In those mm-hmm. bigger schools, you don't get that one-on-one where you can like, yo, I don't understand this. Like, explain this to me. And you don't have to like do an extra lesson that like you can just raise your hand in the class it's cool you raise your hand in class and there's 200 people in the class they're gonna be like yo why are you holding up the lesson we trying to go do exactly yeah we got lucky and even though i will say that i don't actually like i wouldn't do this with my child like not my child but like i thought i might have in the future that i wouldn't do that like i would be like no you need to go to public school because the the financial impact of of me going to private school they damn near ruined my life and damn near ruined my like my relationship with my family because literally I was treated like I was a failure because I wasn't able to make enough money straight out of school. Just like the white folks was making money out of straight out of school, the same people I went to school with, because um I took out all this money, like loan money to go to school. Now this wasn't a choice I made, this is a choice that was made for me. So to me, I did everything I could to try to like be successful straight out of school. I just like they wasn't fucking with me. And especially as a black dude, they're not gonna fuck with you like that when you get out of school unless you know somebody. Luckily, I had a homie that I knew. It took a couple of years, but I had a homie that I knew and I finally got that position. So to me, when it comes to education, like I I would encourage black folks, especially as black folks or people that are underprivileged, don't have money. Like specialize, get get certifications. Do not go to education. Like don't 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 go to the four year schools because if you go to four year school, you're gonna be in the same position I am. I was in where you cannot make the money you need to make straight out of school to cover your bills. Your parents will not like you because they're gonna feel like you're a failure because you're not making enough money to, to cover what they co-signed or whatever they did to help you out. Whatever your situation is, to help you out, they're gonna feel like you should be doing better. When the reality is, the environment we live in, you have to know somebody to get a job. And the only reason why I got a job that paid a decent salary is because, not even a decent salary, but a sensible salary, was because I knew a dude, a rich dude that went to school and he was bragging about me. That was it. That's the only reason why. Otherwise, I'd be screwed. And most people are not as lucky as I was. Because I didn't, I went to that specific school where I met person that was super connected most people don't like get, get that lucky like i'm uh, lucky i say but blessed like i was you know it, it was it, it was fortunate you know so specialize if you think you if you want to do um it you want to do um, art you want to do whatever like special get a certification in those fields and then pursue that career. Do not go to four-year schools if you don't if you can't cover it with your scholarship. Or um, do not put yourself in a position where you have to, you know, like actually, you know, work, like help your parents out. Like, like if you have to basically use your parents to help pay off loans, you're in a effed up situation because. That's the, the wrong word. That, that will destroy your family. It, it will. And I'm living proof that it will. So do what you got to do and do certifications. Because the minute you put yourself in debt, 
and have to put so much other people in it. If you're putting yourself in debt and nobody else, no cosigns, and you're good. But the minute you have to rely on somebody else, understand that if you're not successful the way that they think you should be successful without knowing the details, they're going to use that against you. So don't put yourself in that position. Do certifications. Get technical job, whatever you got to do. Like Do something you want to do, art, uh, whatever you want to do. Do that. Don't go to school for four years and put yourself in mountains of debt and then be trying to bring yourself out of debt. That's that's not the way to do it. But see, if you're black, if you're white, do what you want to do, man. <laughs> like, if you're privileged and white and your parents pay for your school, you're good, bro. You ain't got to worry about nothing because your parents got you. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to say this, too, and it kind of goes with some of the stuff that you were saying. Um, and, and I'll take sports out of what I'm about to say because – you know, where you go to school based off of the sports you play sometimes can't make a difference. But a lot of times I feel like people get so caught up in going to prestigious institutions. And yes, some schools have better, better programs, um, you know, with better reputations or maybe their success rate is a little higher than than some others. But I think it's important to let people know, like, it more more often than not, regardless of the school you're going to, based off the major, like you're learning the same thing over here that they probably learning at Harvard. You're learning the same thing over here that they probably learning at Yale. When you graduate, the the perk right is having that Harvard or that Yale or that Princeton or whatever on that degree. But just because you graduate from a school like that doesn't necessarily make you more qualified. So. Uh, to your point about people going into debt and different things like that, like just don't feel the pressure to to feel like you got to go Ivy League or you got to go Big Ten, like make the best of whatever experiences based off of what you can afford. But that's where that networking and everything like that that we've been talking about comes into play. Right. Because you can go to a, you can go to community college route and then maybe transfer to your local university and, and be set up real nice. That's what I was trying to do. Yeah, you set up real nice. So I just I don't want people to feel like they got to be feel, feel the pressure to go to like you a failure if you don't go to the to the four year college right away or you don't go Ivy League or you don't go Big Ten or you don't go SEC or or whatever. Especially black. It's, yeah. Especially if you're black, like t- do what's best for you, but realize that the textbook that I'm reading that goddamn Cincinnati State, maybe not Cincinnati State, but Cincinnati State <laughs> might be the same. <laughs> Might be the same textbook. Mismo, the same. Read that. Huh? Mismo, the same. The yeah, same. it's the same. It's the same, bro. You're learning the same type of stuff. What's going to separate you is the experiences that you get and the connections that you exactly. have. Exactly. That's what's going to separate no, you. No, Dre, talk about – go ahead go ahead and talk about – because me, me and you talked about this before. Talk about, like, the importance of basically – not choosing the route that most people like because you chose the route that like fits you perfectly and then you like like elevate yourself in the environment just just by just by putting in work just like explain to the like because most people when they graduate they're like they want their immediate success mm-hmm. so, but for me and you it wasn't about that it was about being great at the job so th- that yeah. that success was going to happen over time we were okay with people ridiculing us for not making the money they want us to make. Like we were okay with that, but it's okay that people are not going to like you. Like in the, in the, in the meantime, like in the, in the meantime, while you working, you need to learn how to enjoy that part of it. Like 
just playing that part too. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy, enjoy the grind. Enjoy the grind. Um, I guess one last thing to add on to what Tony was saying was, uh, I'm pretty sure, and Tony, I have to confirm this. I'm pretty sure one of our professors, because he was talking about how where you got the degree from. Pretty sure one of our professors taught at Harvard or something like that. And I think Tony told me about it. Um, I think it was a Nugent or something like that. I think he taught yes, at one. Nugent. Yep. Yeah, he, yep. he went and taught at like Harvard and he taught at our school too. So it's just like, okay, like you could take classes with this dude at either one of those schools, you know what I mean? So it's like, come on, man, not only the same textbook, we got the same professors too. Like they got the same. And Bias wrote his own textbooks. Like this dude was a genius. Like yeah. he's my favorite teacher. Like, I haven't talked about him on this podcast, but Peter Bias. Yeah, yeah, and, pe- and people listening won't even know what Florida Southern is, but it's right. like those kind of connections. It's like it's it's crazy. It's everywhere, and yeah, I don't know. Like right before we end off that section, what do, what do y'all think is more important, the networking or the education? Networking, <laughs> networking easy, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's how they so, get big. That's how you get rich. It's who you know. Yeah, yeah. So back back to what Drew asked me about. Um, yeah, so when I first got out of school, um, obviously I did the whole accounting route. Um, I'd been doing accounting since like high school. So the idea was to like get into an accounting job. But when I first got out, I realized because I had tutored some of my friends um, in accounting throughout the years that I was in college, like they needed help. I was like, it's easy, man. I've been doing this since high school. Like I can help you out with a basic accounting class that everybody's got to take. So doing that tutoring and tutoring people in math on the side, I was like, I think I want to teach. So I went in and I taught for a year, seventh and eighth grade. Kids were terrible. Um, I always put it, always put it on myself. Like the kids were bad, but I had no classroom management skills. Like I always find a way to turn it on myself and figure out how I can be better. I think that's just a good way to look at life. Really? Like if you lose something, you could say the other person was better. You could say they cheated or you can find a way to get better yourself. And I'm always like, okay, how can I be better? So, uh, in any event, after I got out of that teaching job, my next job was actually customer service. And Drew asked about how you kind of motivated yourself and all this stuff. And I was on my grind in customer service, man. I'm not gonna lie. Like I got, I mean, it was just answering calls. It was what it was, but I was the you can't tell me I wasn't the best customer service agent there. Like I got you on the phone. Uh, I got your problem sorted out and I got off the phone and it was as simple as that. Was I making anywhere near the money I needed to be making to cover like bills and everything like that? No, but I was doing my thing until the next opportunity came up. Um, I ended up getting a couple promotions there and like I was basically living paycheck to paycheck, but I was making it, you know what I mean? I was doing what I had to do until the next opportunity came up. So when the next opportunity did come up, I think it was big because I had that work ethic set up. I I built up some references from that job because people saw my work ethic there. So when it was time to move, like I jumped and I started working and that's when I got my first actual accounting opportunity and I just killed it. You know, like, cause I didn't have to change my work ethic. Work ethic was the same the whole time. So. It's just a different, different job. So it was an easy transition from what I was doing before. But it was just like Drew said, he had to start at Walmart when he got out of school. Sometimes like you just get put in tough situations. 
Sometimes it's because you're black. Sometimes it's because you're not educated. You know, it might be both, but you, I don't know, you just got to grind. And I think one of the big things that I get from education as I like lean into the education side of things is just knowing how to manage stuff, like just learning how to live paycheck to paycheck. Cause it's not the easiest thing to do, but it's a good skill to learn because if you get in a crunch, you need to know how to manage your money. You need to know like, okay, like this week, all I can afford to eat is frozen pizzas. It is what it is. Like you got to go a week, you got to eat frozen pizzas. You got to eat ramen noodles. It is what it is like, cause you ain't getting paid till next week, you know? So those are skills that I think are important because it, it is important to know how to manage your money and stuff. So that helped, that helped me a lot back then. Uh, and one thing it does help you with is never want to go broke again. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's my take on that part. <laughs> any, any extra thoughts, Tony? On that, you can expand on that. Well, we can go. Nah, man. I think, I think, I mean, you hit on it. I think you do have to appreciate. I think you have to appreciate the journey. Um, journey is destination for me. Journey is about, the destination. It's not, about, it's not about being rich and laying back. It's about putting that work because that whole you wasn't with me in the gym. Like I, I, I feel that so much because even with basketball, y'all know I didn't make it as a basketball player. But if certain things would have went out a different way or went, went a certain way, I probably would have been in that situation. But there's no scenario where I'm somebody else. So I was put in this position that I'm in, I'm in right now because I wasn't supposed to make it in that scenario. I was supposed to put in that work and understand appreciation of putting that work. Like I, That's why my mentality is about putting that work because it's not about the end result. For me, it's all about putting that work. Like to me, the fact that I'm better than you at hooping and I can embarrass your ass, you making $100,000 a year, I can embarrass your ass every single morning and you feel some type of way, like when I'm hooping, I get that joy out of that because I put in that work. So I, I at least get that. I don't get the, you know, the millions and all that, like hooping and whatnot, but I get that because I know, I understand, like putting that work, it, it, it will pay off. It just don't pay off monetarily. But the people that care about it paying off monetarily only are the people that I don't fuck with because you don't understand real life. Because with black folks, in that, for most of us, it doesn't pay off monetarily. Like That's not the case for most of us. Usually, we just get the, the pat on the box, that, that fake shit, that fake love I was talking about. Like, we usually get that. We don't get the real love where like, where, like actually money involved. We don't get that. We get the, oh, you work there and you're better than them at, at him or her at the job. That's all you get. You know, like that's fake love to me. Like I don't care for it. And I appreciate it because at least it acknowledges it, but it, it doesn't hold any value to me. It's like when you pay me, then, then we can talk. But until then, whatever, bro. It's fake love, bro. For sure. But we're going to leave the corporate, corporate world alone. And we're gonna talk about the shit that happened this week, or was this this week or was this the past weekend? It was Sunday. Yeah, it was the weekend. Um, we're gonna talk about Will and this Chris Rock shit, cause um, you know, and I'm gonna go last because I know I'm gonna be super, you know, emotional about this shit, cause this shit actually hurt me. This this um this is actually the real reason why I'm not on social media. This cat this past couple of days. I'll be I'll be back on on the weekend, but um, 
Because I apparently people think that this 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 is a discussion to have, and that this is a this is this is a debate about how Will should have acted and 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 whatnot. But I'll let y'all go into y'all shit first, and then I'll go. I'll finish it off with how I feel and um, what we think. So go ahead, go ahead. I guess one of y'all can talk about what ha- actually happened, and then we'll go into. All right. Well, um, apparently Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. I think that's what happened um, over the weekend. That's, that's, that's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. So um, that's the whole so, story right there. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Drew, Drew said, tell the story. Jay said, <laughs> Will Smith. Yeah, you, you, asked, you, asked, you asked the right one. You asked the right one. All right. So yeah, uh, Chris Rock made a, a G.I. Jane joke. Talking about Jada and her hair being bald, basically in reference to that. Um, I'm the wrong one to ask because I know it was some kind of. Um, I don't want to say the wrong word. I know it was. What was it called? Okay. So yeah. So there was some. There was that that was causing her to be bald. So it's a medical condition, I believe, is how it's explained. So it's a sensitive subject for sure. Um, I don't know because I didn't do too much research on it. If he knew beforehand, before making he that didn't. joke, he didn't. I'm gonna I'm okay. close that off. He didn't know, and it doesn't matter if he know or not because I'm short. It doesn't matter that I'm short. Like that, that's a disorder to me. Like whatever. Like it's a medical condition. That's that not I'm a real short. disorder though. It is a real disorder. I'm short. really short because that's not a real disorder. You have like you have this. You have this condition. We have this discussion, right? How do you get a condition? But to me, a disease, a disease. Or whatever she has caused her to be bald. That's just like how do you get the disease? How do you get you, it from you, your genetics? You make a joke about somebody who has cancer. You get it. You get it off of what your genetics. It's not controllable. Just like my height is not controllable, so it's not different. It's not disease, How's though. it different? How's it different? You just—it's not a disease. Like you're just short. Like you just—it's just, just not as tall as someone else. Okay, <laughs> you don't have hair. Just much like why is it a disease? Like why is it a disease? <laughs> You just have short hair. To, Why to is me, it's mean? just not the same thing, man. This is not the same thing. How she had same? hair. This is this is almost when like she have long hair. This, I want to. This is like when she had this, long hair. But listen, but listen though. This is like this is like saying you were tall and then you shrunk. Exactly. She, she I lost was never her tall. hair. I was short. She had hair life. before. I know you were short the whole time, but she was she had hair before, and now she doesn't have. She hair. has hair. She still has hair. It altered. <laughs> <laughs> she's not actually bald, bro. She actually has hair. She just can't grow hair. Uh, all right, all right, man. All right, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a disorder. It doesn't matter in your opinion. But it's not an opinion, bro. It's the, not, the, not the, way, the, the way that I, yeah, it is. That's your opinion. That's your she opinion. Has short hair. Her short hair that she have is her, is her real hair. Do you okay. think that? Do you think that her alopecia means she doesn't have any hair? That caused her to have the short hair, though, right? Okay, so. A medical condition that she was born with is the reason why she is a, has the appearance that she has. Her right eye now, eye. right now. But did she have that before? When did when did Jay was walking around with long hair? Like when I was that? She had long hair, but she had longer hair, didn't she? She's <laughs> always if you, had if you hair. Were taller, if you were taller and then you shrunk, then I would see the again, difference. again. You've been this life. If her hair well, has I been, say if her hair was... has been, has her hair looked like that her whole life? If her hair was like that the whole life, he wouldn't have made the joke. She's never had 
Like, Has her hair ever looked like this though? Like it looked like it looked there. Do Was we think that she looks bad? Like... What? Do we think that she looks bad with your hair? She That's another different. thing. She looks we... different though, doesn't she? She looks different. She's still fine as fuck with her short hair. So okay, but she looks so, different. So this a- aspect that is just an insult. Like whatever. First of all, we make fun of people who have all type of disorders all the time, <laughs> and we don't act like this. That's not an excuse. Oh, we talk about downside. We haven't even people. got. We haven't we even about... gotten to discussion because Drew just won't. He, you just won't listen to any other thing than what you think. <laughs> Hold on. So let let me act like I don't know what happened. Like what, finish what happened. <laughs> anyway, so he, he made he made a joke. He made a joke about her having short hair in a reference with the GI Jane joke, and uh, Will Smith originally laughed which is why people were just like well he laughed at the joke like obviously he smiled at the joke and then he walked up on the stage and like basically just reached down and smacked him and chris rock played it off pretty well it was just like wow will smith just smacked me (laughs) you know so it's one of those things and it's just like drew didn't even let me get to the to the to the whole like how Will handled it. Cause he definitely could have handled it differently. And, and when situations like this happen though, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, how would you have liked him to handle this? I think that's always like the story. It's like, how could he have handled this better? Cause at the end of the day, um, if someone like says something and it don't even have to be a joke that's like out of character or just like disrespectful, but if someone says someone something that hurts your significant other like you're going to feel some type of way like as a man you're going to feel like you want to have to defend her it's just like how do you do that you know what i mean and in will smith's case he decided he was going to slap chris rock and a lot of people would say that's probably not the best way to handle that situation and that's where we are (laughs) and that's where we are who 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 want to speak next (laughs) that's a good synopsis look i'm not gonna hold you so i've had a lot of conversations uh about this i haven't had that video so i'm glad i'm glad i'm having this one as as recent as last night i was on a call with a few of my boys and we chop it up every week and um yeah we spent some time talking about this but um i can go as deep as as whatever the conversation leads to me it's as simple as somebody said something that he didn't like his reaction was he slapped the hell out of me and and that's all it is for me uh, it, it got glorified, not glorified, but but blown up because of where it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, you got people saying that Chris Rock's a comedian. They tell jokes at the Oscars. They should just wear it. They celebrities. I'm cool with all of that. If that's how you feel. My thing is. He said something Will didn't like. Whatever underlying issues Will had with Chris or with other things that was going on, his response for the joke that he didn't appreciate in the moment was slap the hell out of Chris Rock. Yeah, exactly. To exactly. Okay. And he should have been what 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 should that what what would happen if you went to Burger King and someone said something like that to you about your girlfriend? What would if you if you slapped it, what would happen? You would you would go where? Where would you go after that? At, Bur- at Burger King, at Burger King motherfuckers is fighting at Burger King. You, you would go to jail. You what would happen is you would end up in jail. Okay. Right? So you know that you can't act like that but based off of what somebody said. So to act like because someone says something to you, you have a right to physically assault, but not assault. The, the correct word is batter somebody <laughs> in a public setting and then get away with it 
is so disrespectful to everything we have to go through. We grew up, and I don't know about y'all growing up, but I grew up when pe- white people taught me the N-word. And this is before my pops, like where it was super racist, where it was like like the buses are segregated type shit. Plenty of white people didn't grow up while I was growing up called me the N-word to my face. And you know what I couldn't do? Was beat the shit out of them. You know why I couldn't do it? Because I would go to jail and then get my ass whooped when I got home. Okay? Because I understood that the rule, the life is not fair and that whatever somebody says to you is not an excuse to physically assault them. If you want to say something back to them, and even if Will would have been like that, that, that childish as a 53-year-old man, say that childish, take my, uh, my wife's name out your mouth. If he would have just done that, and nobody would have done anything, we, we would have we took this far. The, the fact that this motherfucker thought that he could go up there and then assault somebody, batter somebody, and think that that was a justifiable behavior is so insulting to everything that we work for. He, this man just threw us back 400 years. And See, then, I, I disagree and then, with that. And then, hold on, hold on, hold on. He threw hold on. himself back. This he is the first back. time be, that we got to hold the back. Oscars. We never got to, the, the Oscars was a producer, like a black producer. This is the first time. You think they're ever going to listen to this again? This is how we act? In a com- you went to a comedy event, Oscars basically, I come to that, where a comedy is talking jokes, where they roast, where you're in the front row, where you sign up for getting roasted. You went to a comedy event and you thought because you didn't like a joke somebody said, you could go physically assault somebody? This is why, this is exactly why they talk that crazy shit about us. This is exactly but, why they do this. But it, 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 and this is why I say, you know, I could take the conversation as deep as the conversation leads because I hear you. That I hear you, right? Sure, you could say that this set us back. You could say that we shouldn't do this because a, a brother produced it. The reality is Will did this to himself. Will is not a Will is not a reflection. Yeah, Will did, in my eyes, Will is not a reflection of me. Well, Will did, my people think Will, that he's a reflection of you. That's the, that's why it's, it's a it's a C set us back because they look at Will and they say. Oh, this is how black people act when they get money. But but even to that money. point, even to that point though, Drew, you can say that about anything. And so my whole st- my whole thing with the K, like I'm not about to sit up here and feel like I gotta defend Will or not defend Will or whatever in the eyes of somebody that's white. I didn't go on stage and slap the shit out of nobody. Will mm-hmm. Smith did that. And the but whole piece about the whole piece about uh you know them never letting us back, bro. It, that was an isolated incident. Now, the reality is based off of history, they may not let us back. They may not let us back and do shit based off of history. If we if we gonna keep it a buck, they may not. But, <laughs> but nobody watched the nobody watched the Oscars anyway. Nobody true. nobody knew anything about the Oscars true. until okay. Will right. Smith. So you don't disagree. So it was strictly for ratings, right? <laughs> so I hear what you're saying, but for me, it's just I'm not I'm not worried about it enough to. To sit here and be like, he set us back. Like, uh. yeah. All right. So let me let me put this question to you. If you do you think that Will would have done what he did if there was a white dude up there that said that joke? Or if there was a white a female that would or if it was the rock? If it was Chris, if it was the rock instead of Chris Rock, you think he would have went up there with that confidence that let me answer, let me answer all those questions? Because I've been asked all those questions too. Mm-hmm. First. Yeah. So would he have done that to a woman? Probably not. Would he have done that to a white dude? Maybe. Would he have slapped a rock? Hold on. Maybe. Maybe what? 
He would have done to him. You think he would have? Maybe. There's no this story. Done no, listen, and he this won. is what I'm saying. Maybe this is what I'm saying. Maybe why I'm why I'm not about to sit here and vilify Will is because, and maybe y'all can't say this, but I know that there are things for me that if I'm sitting in that crowd and somebody says something. I can see myself walking on stage and slapping the hell out of somebody. at a comedy event. So you would go to a comedy event and get super yeah. sensitive about a joke and and go up to the cop. But I, I think you. I, but you have to. You have to pull in all factors. If let's say you was let's say you was doing stand up comedy. Okay. Right. You know me, Chris right. and Will. They probably know each other on a personal. They level. know each other for many years. Yeah. They right. Mm-hmm. He was on Fresh Prince, so 30, 40 years. Mm-hmm. Right. Chris Rock can sit here and tell me that he didn't know Jada had alopecia. I'm not buying it. But even even if he didn't, even if he did, even if he did, Mm -hmm. if that's your boy, like I'm not going to sit up here and I don't I don't know Dre's lady, but that would be irrelevant. I'm not going to sit up here on stage and probably even make a joke about Dre's lady because of the relationship (laughs) that I have with him. And so I think that could have played a factor into Will's response. But at the same token, like, yes, there's things that somebody could probably say to me, friend or not, stage, scenario, Oscars, Grammys, BET Awards, motherfucking Hall of Fame, induction ceremony, comedy. Yes, there's there's one tick for me that could that could send me on stage, for sure. What's that? And so, uh, the, re- uh, the reason... What's the tick? What is that that would, would make you act like that? Somebody making a joke about my dead mother. That would take me on stage. Simple as that. But anyway, I think with this Will Smith thing, I don't think we should worry about getting set back or anything like that. And the reason being is because people know just from doing this, like Will is in a mental spot that he is still working himself out. And the day and age that we're in right now, People are well aware of people having mental situations because that's all they talk about everywhere. You got so a whole lot of people, faith. huh? You got a whole lot of faith in this country that we just went through two elections, two insulting elections that think that it's okay to be disrespectful and then and then vote for somebody. So to this idea that people care about respect or being or intelligence or have the capacity to listen to somebody what somebody says and think yeah that's who he is and don't vote for him they don't care about that people are selfish all they care about is how can it impact them so that that whole mentality that you have i appreciate that because that's the that's the you know that's the right way to do it from a, a christian or whatever standpoint like uh uh you know uh thinking the world is could get better type of standpoint no what i've learned over the last Two elections is that people gonna feel the way they feel and they're selfish and they don't give a fuck about what you're going through, especially black folks. So us black folks, we have to adjust to the environment we're in. So Chris Rock's your boy. The only reason why you did that shit that you did is because Chris Rock's your boy. Because if The Rock said that same joke, your ass would not have walked up there and slapped him. Because you knew but, that if he would have slapped him, you would have got your ass beat. Because it's soft. Too. What well, he did was the, soft who's and say he, who's to say he wouldn't though. Fake, it's fake. It's fake love. We already know. He, what was the energy at with the Augustine? Where was it at? The energy wasn't there. Where was it at? Like where's those, where's Augustine at with all the cheating, all this other stuff that they, they were both doing? But would you say it's, 
Where's would you say energy? it's fair to say? Would you say it's fair to say, like even with the with it's the August, bro, it's not real. August stuff. Would you say it's fair to say that maybe because I, I didn't watch the Oscars, but I heard that they was making some entanglement jokes and all of that. They wasn't. Whatever. I love the Oscars. <clears throat> I don't. I don't know. That's what I heard. I don't know. I didn't but watch it. I'm not gonna watch it. There was no Oscar. There was no. Would was you no say movie. that maybe the lack? of doing something when the August situation came up and, you know, they open relationship stuff and you hear the stuff about Tupac and all of that. It just bottled up. Is it something to be said that he, at that particular moment in time, he had enough, like that joke, as small as it may have seemed and as as non-threatening of a joke as it may have seemed was a big deal to him in that moment. So he had an outer body experience. I said, I said the straw, I said the straw that breaks the camel's back. That's what I said. Yeah. And, that's what and I that, said. That makes you weak that you broke in that moment. Cause, and that's I why, love Will. That's why he's weak. I, love I don't Will. care. I, I don't care, Will. but I don't, I don't I think really that impact, that's not going to impact my life. Anything Will Smith does does not impact my life. You didn't get the hundred texts from the your white friends about like why do you feel about this? Because I got zero texts. Zero. I got ten texts from ten different. Well, it's impacting your life, but sadly not mine. <laughs> so, so, so basically, what I'm saying is like, like <laughs> I actually talked to my I talked to my boss about it the next day, and he said, "Oh yeah, I heard about the pimp slap heard around the world." Yeah, pimp slap. <laughs> That's what my boss said about it. It didn't set me back at all. Oh yeah, yeah, I That's heard about the pimp slap. Though, like, like, yeah. <laughs> And I love Will. I watched Hitch. I told y'all earlier. I watched Hitch. Hitch is an amazing movie. Hilarious. Um, uh, Eva Mendez, a uh, beautiful woman. Obviously, I'm going to love that movie. Um, such a great... Uh, I'm not going to hate on Will's career or who he is and what he's accomplished, but that moment right there, that moment himself. right there, that moment set us back. And I'm already feeling that energy now. Set when himself. I get those texts, set- I, those texts about how do you feel about this? Like, what do you mean? You can't act like that. You, I worked with you before. If I and some lady was uh, at one of my first jobs in the corporate world, a lady was super racist to me every single night, every single day, night, every single day. She was overly aggressive and insulting to me. She was just a straight up racist. And my company just sat there and watched her do it for multiple years. And I sit there and I took it. You know why I took it? Because I knew that if I responded, my ass would be in jail with a record on my ass. And I would never be able to like work in a corporate world again. We the life ain't fair. The idea that we have to explain to a 53-year-old man that life ain't fair, get over the joke, whatever. It's okay, it's a joke. A, a dude that you already knew is insulting to us who are trying who actually live in the corporate world and know that we have to let shit go. Life is not fair. Get over it. But see, I, I think I think you can flip that though. I think you can flip that from the standpoint of okay, maybe not slapping somebody, but maybe you don't have to sit there and take that shit. Maybe it's, maybe it's okay, but that's but that's what I'm saying. But if you that's what I'm saying. But if you take the action away and just look at the response from a I'm not going to take this no more. Like you could adjust that to your situation that you're talking about. Of okay, yes, you're not going to hit this person. You're probably not going to even call this older white lady a bitch, but maybe you put yourself in a situation where you like, I don't appreciate that or fall back or whatever the situation might be. He gets it's thought. okay to do that. It's okay. Exactly. You, you can, your response is up to your, like, I'm not going to tell people how to react to a joke because people will say all type of stuff to me and I'm going to react crazy to them based off of how close it is to like, like what's going on in my situation. So I'm not going to, my issue is not his 
reaction to my, my issue is that you took it to a whole new level. You took it to physical violence. If you want to take it to jokes and, and talk and banter, then scream out some crazy shit and sound like crazy because we're going to ridicule you for that anyway. But we're not going to ridicule you to the point where you should have been arrested. The only reason why you weren't arrested is because you're privileged and, and, and rich. He's literally any other scenario, you've been rich. And he's just—he's—he's not—he's not there mentally, man. He's not there mentally. That's all it is. Years like, old, he's he, not there. If, he's been on T—he's been on TV his whole life, basically. He's so been on TV his whole there? life. He knows he's not supposed to do something like that on TV because he knows what kind of backlash could come from it. He's just not there mentally, man. Like he's—he's he's dealing with—he's got too much damage. That's, that's because, all it is. That's because of the right. That's all it is. I'm not making any excuses <laughs> for him. It was stupid what he did. It was absolutely stupid what he did, and he knows it was stupid. And he apologized and was crying afterwards because he knows it was stupid. So it's like uh, he was he was in the club getting jiggy with it. Just yeah, saw that. That's not what happened. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just me personally, like I've seen people get slapped before. I've been slapped before. Like <laughs> I've never been slapped. I've never seen. I don't. I've never seen. Well, I mean, I'm talking about like I'm talking about like siblings and and parents. <laughs> my, my mom specifically but yeah it's different but it, for me it's just it's not that deep it's just it's really not like if a stranger it, slap you would be different yeah, yeah we got right, beef. so it's different then we got beef but um what damn what was i about to say Yo, if know. i said you wearing truckers bro you're not wearing snaps and like you you wouldn't come up to me and be like slap my ass right you wouldn't. You'd be like, yo. Oh, not off. No, because he, take, no, he didn't take offense to that joke. No, what I'm saying, if I said something <laughs> insulting to you, you're my boy. You wouldn't come up to me and slap me in a public setting. You wouldn't it depends on what you said. You it depends no matter on what, what I said to Tony. Tony would never do it. that to me in a public setting, bro. It depends on what you if said. If you're my boy, bro, you would never it. do that to me, bro. Hey, but yeah, but even from the, but from the same token, though. And does, I think does, he, does he have prior three like years of emotional damage? But not even not that. even that though. Not even that though. I think it's something to be said. So like you asked the question, would I slap you based off of what you said? Hopefully you as a friend, right? You wouldn't put another friend in a situation where this even needs to be a topic of conversation you know, amongst because you because that wouldn't because that wouldn't be a good friend. Punch. If you felt like <laughs> you would at least throw a punch. You wouldn't slap me. Slap is the ultimate form of disrespect. It's it's right after spitting on somebody. Like, yeah, slap is like, I don't respect you enough to punch you and beat you sure. up. I'm going to slap you like you are like a soft person. Like, slap is so disrespectful on so many yeah, levels. Man. It's right below spitting on somebody. It's like, I don't respect you as a human being. If you were my boy, you would never do that to me. And well, Keith I'm, I'm, Will Smith would never do that. Chris personally, I'm probably not going to slap nobody, but exactly. yes, I might get physical. And it would but, be a fight. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, you know, you wouldn't put if Chris and Rock, or if Chris and Rock, if Chris and Will, if Chris and Will, if Chris and Will got that type of relationship that people probably assume that they, they have, are, they do. It's confirmed. They have a relationship, a long. Right. So I mean, again, I'm I'm not about to sit up here and vilify Will. I mean, should he have done it? Hell no. Should there be consequences for his actions? I don't think they should take the award away. But should he have probably been escorted out? Probably so. Yep. But the reality is he didn't. We moving past it. And don't forget, the motherfuckers stormed the Capitol on January the 6th. Exactly. Well, I'm not I'm not trying to hear none of this shit. <laughs> Thank you. That's a whole nother podcast. 
Hey, I'm just saying we gotta we gotta put it in perspective. I'm just saying that's why I said he sent us back because for us that's living at a disadvantage and we have to adjust our approach, it hurts us when you do things like that. Because of course, a white dude to do it to another white dude would be able to get away with that. Is level, but it's a level. black dude doing to another same, black dude. We had the same spot. So we had the insulting. same spot we were two weeks ago. We had the same spot we were two weeks ago. It didn't move me on the spectrum. I feel, you, I, feel you, I feel you, Dre. I don't think it moved me on the spectrum over now. That's just that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. I don't think it moved me anywhere. I think we had the same spot we were before. It's just it's just not that historical. If he slapped a white dude, maybe it put us down on the spectrum. But he's it's black. If he slapped a white dude, he just has to be in jail, bro. He'd be in prison, bro. Okay, he'd be in jail, and then maybe we would step back because then people would be like, Oh yeah, you don't know how to act. This is black on black. Nobody cares. Yeah, exactly. That's my whole issue, is that it's black on black. Okay, but it's not pushing us back anywhere. It is. <laughs> I'm in the it same. Is. How? 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 How has it pushed because you? Because they think that we're angry. That we, I've listened to that angry. This is why they, angry they thought that before he. Married. They thought that before Chris Rock got on stage. I'm yep. telling you, like, you need to be trying to help us, not hurt us. Yeah, I, I was saying. So yeah, even from that, over the years, like that's what I was about to say. Even from all that, that one slap, that one slap doesn't negate everything that he has done. We saw Mike Correct. Lowry uh, a couple of weeks, a couple, a couple of days ago. That was Mike Lowry. That wasn't Will Smith. Yeah, that was that was Mike Lowry. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, dang, bro. Yeah, I think he's I think he's done done a lot more hurt. I mean, help than hurt. It was so disrespectful. I thought it was an act. I yeah, was, I was okay. waiting for the the, the the you know the little response. Like, yeah. I, I think, was, this, I think this everyone was, did until he got out. back to his seat and started cursing, and that's when everybody was like, "Oh, that Chris really." Was like, okay, I will. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me ask y'all this. And so Chris Rock, he obviously took the high road. Whether whether he was stunned or whether he realized in the moment, like this ain't a good look. So cool. Kudos to him. Probably was the right approach to take. All of those things, all of those things. If y'all are Chris Rock and we'll come on the stage and slap the hell out of y'all, what y'all doing? <laughs> what do you think, bro? I know what I'm doing. You know, I want to hear you it. know me, so what do you think? What, what, <laughs> yeah, I want to hear it. I box for what, 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 you, what you think, bro. Okay, fair enough. Dre, what I'll you be in jail right now. So you already know you, what I would do. You, you all, I mean, you almost got to slap me to find out, but I was in middle school, right? And some kid decided he wanted to bully me and he squeezed my milk and then like stuck his finger in his mouth and then stuck it in my pee and I just popped him in the jaw for that. So if you're going to slap me, you're going to get at least that. I'm at least punching you in the jaw. Like that's, that's hey, what the he, first what reaction. What do you do, bro? He 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 took my milk in his hand and just squeezed it, and then he stuck his finger in his mouth and put his finger in my peas. And before he even got his finger out of my peas, like bow, like popped him right in the jaw. Oh, <laughs> I've never seen y'all eat peas and milk for lunch. At lunch, why'd y'all have peas and milk for lunch? Y'all had I had milk, I had peas, that was I had the chicken. Tea. So I popped him before he touched my chicken. So I got to eat the chicken. That was a side. Yeah. That's, that's I was about to say, he did you a favor if he squeezed your milk and put his finger in your peas. He did you a favor. <laughs> Two trash nah, items. <laughs> Two trash items. That's trash bags. Two trash items. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's my response to that. Level. Yeah. No. Like, no. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. My whole thing is, my, let me put it to you like this. If, Will Smith had that type of energy for all the foul shit that Shorty had did before. 
then I would feel some type of way about this. But yeah. you let all this other shit go. This is what upsets you? A comedian telling <laughs> jokes on stage? Nah, you never, you've never, you've doing never, this for publicity, bro. But Drew, you've never, you've never had that situation where a bunch of stuff bottles up and you just snap because this happens to me constantly. First of all, I would never put myself in that position because I don't want people to know about my personal. I'm not. It comes I'm not even. I'm okay, not but I'm not, I'm not even just talking about Will's situation, but just in general, like you never had like your whole day was just going bad and then just something just happened and that's it. Like you just, his day was to going good. That always happens to me. His day was going good. It was just this joke that upset him. He was getting not, not just the day though. Just his time. life in general was definitely spiraling downwards. I would say, and then all of a sudden, this just kind of like sparked it. Okay, <laughs> and I'm okay with that. My whole point is, you're the one who decided to put your public marriage on on blast. Like you're the one that made it public. Like you literally. Oh yeah, I'm not excusing it. I'm, I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying it, it wasn't public, just the joke. If somebody, if somebody, if he told this joke like three months or I don't know how long the situation, if he told this joke years ago before all this stuff happened, I feel like it doesn't impact him that much. But because of all this stuff that's happened, at, and I know about some of the you stuff that happened, with it, like, and I don't pay attention to media at all. And if I know it, then it's everywhere. Exactly, he <laughs> chose to monetize his relationship, and then he's gonna get upset and and get upset that. He's getting ridiculed for it and jokes. He, like, get he out of chose, here, bro. You get you're money off of your chose, relationship, you're, bro. You're saying he chose to do it? Yeah, he chose to monetize the relationship. He could have said, he, he didn't have to go on red carpet. He could be like, nah, I'm not doing that shit. Everything you're saying is a lie. Like, he, he could have chose to tell his wife, I'm not going to publicize our relationship and all the, the, the weird shit that we do or foul shit we do or what the choices we do. He could have decided, to like, we're not going to make that public. He chose to make his relationship shit public you think you, you chose think, to do that so, to, think, to monetize it you think you, get you think celebrities have a you think celebrities have a choice no <laughs> we didn't know they chose it they it was rumors about their relationship before before the red carpet shit before it, it was a, it was we, it was rumors they chose to get on television and to broadcast it to make money they chose to pursue clout so if you choose to pursue clout then you won't get the smoke Especially for comedians. And then your boy's a comedian. And then that's like me, like, yo, yo, I'm going to put my money with, in this, in, you know, this, this for certain investment, right? You accountant, right? And that's like me, like, yo, how does she not balance it now? Like, nigga, you asked me to do this. What are you talking about? Like, because it didn't work out the way you wanted it to work out. Now you mad? No, you chose this route. You got to deal with the consequences and the, and the only reason why Will Smith acts like this is because he's made, this is what he's talking about, they never should make any money. Like, he just made too much money where he thinks that he's 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 like white folks now. No, you still black, bro. Even though you get paid like white folks, you still black. You're still going to get the ridicule and hate and consequences that black people get no matter how much money you make. You still or black. Or not. That's or not. the problem. They didn't even make him leave. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and this... Yeah, you're right about that part of it. Like, like, yeah, they live. And that's why I say it sends back because us black folk that's trying to make it to that type of money, that hurts us because they, they think that the minute we get that kind of money, we're going to act like this. We're going to act like hooligans, thugs, whatever, whatever. Like dudes that don't understand that you're at a comedy special or a comedy event or an event that supports comedy or uses comedy, you don't get to assault the comedian at a comedy event. You can take these jokes. You can you can leave. You can walk out. 
you don't get to get up and walk up and assault the comedian because you didn't like a joke. That's childish behavior. And that's behavior that's not acceptable in any environment. I don't care where you're at. I don't care if we produce the event or not. You don't get to act like that. And it's not that, oh, there's certain people, oh, don't get to get these jokes. No, everybody is fair game to get these jokes. That's what comedy is. It's fair game. It's about making the most people laugh. The fact that you're upset and most people are laughing, that's a win because you're not going to ever know there's no comedy event where everybody's laughing and nobody's upset. Like, that, like somebody's going to be upset at the comedy event because there's jokes. Because most jokes are insults to certain people. That's every comedy. So the idea that Will Smith doesn't understand that concept is a joke. At 53 years old, you know that concept. You fucked up and you look silly. And the fact that this whole thing happened when it comes to Jada, that's the one you that's the one you acting this way over Jada after all this. Nah, bro. It's just so upsetting to me. And it, it on so many levels, like as just as a real nigga, like yo, the, the cheating one, that's the one you want that's the one you, you caper for. All right, it's, it's corny and, it's, and and I still had to get up and go to work the next day. So my yeah, shit. So, you know what I'm saying, and I and I still got them texts. So I still got them ten texts, and five of those bitches I didn't answer because I didn't. Said, I don't even talk to those it's, people. It sent so, you back, Drew. It sent you back. It sent me I got, back, and people I, like me. I got I got zero texts, and I got a conversation about it, which was funny with my boss the next morning. So <laughs> it just set Drew back, unfortunately. <laughs> Look, at the end of the day, like I said, January 6, 2021. January 6, 2021. What about it? I you know. Right, yo, yo, no, yo, that whole yo, story of the capital shit is uh, awesome. Oh. <laughs> awesome next oh, okay. level. Like, like the, the area. Which, which was more disrespectful? <laughs> Those <laughs> people are terrorists. They're terrorists. But we're, we're talking about, you know, the difference between black folks and white folks, so we can't act like, like that. Like the January six is normal because that's how they've which been acting one, all life. Which one set? Which one more <coughs> back? More? You can't you set know? white people back because they winning. Like when you set them back to a winning stage, so maybe they <laughs> they got set back a couple, a couple you know lakes, like. But they still winning. They still miles ahead of us. So I, I think it was. I think it was stupid on his part. But I don't think it. Sure. I don't think yeah. it's gonna impact my yeah. life. We can't compare white and black folks. Just like just like politics, I don't think it impacts my life that much. But that's a whole different story. A whole different thing we can talk about. Yeah, the president don't really make a whole huge impact on yeah, how my he's, life. Yeah, goes. he's just a figurehead. He's really just a figurehead. But you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. And it is what it is. And believe it or not, <laughs> Trump didn't work for his money. He inherited their shit and then just monetized that off of that. But yeah, I don't want to upset too many white people. But, you know, I went to school with a couple of kids like that. That did they successful because they, they took their, their parents' money and flipped it. Clowns. Right? And they want to talk to me about work ethic. Y'all still going to watch Fresh Prince or not? I, fuck, I I watched Hitch today while I was working. Like yeah. I fuck with Will. It's like <laughs> it's beyond disrespectful because that hurts me. And I'm I have I can show you multiple texts why it hurts me because I get to have to answer texts about are you okay, bro? Just don't answer them. No, these are white people that I respect, bro. Uh-huh. That are active that acting like yo, why did he do this? Because we have never seen this before. Why they, why they ask, if you got the answers, you why, they, why, they, why they asking you? Right, you because I'm black. What do you mean? What are you talking? Why? Black person. Like, 
Yeah. You didn't, you didn't slap anybody. I, I looked just like Will. I went to college. You didn't know that? I went to college. I was Lil Wayne. You're not, you're not black. You're Hispanic. They're racist. Your friends yeah, are racist. Exactly. Okay. Well, I went to college. <laughs> I said I look like Lil Wayne. I'm real. You're Hispanic. You're Hispanic, like though. Yeah, but you're you're Hispanic. So tell them they're racist and yeah. tell them to go on about their business. I'm not even. Tell them to go ask somebody that's black. Hispanic doesn't mean. Wait, unless unless he's filling out that scholarship paperwork. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm 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 not black. I'm I'm doing whatever I do to get this paper, bro. I don't even know what black people are, but I'm filling paperwork. Tell your friends I said they're racist for texting you about that. No, I don't say they that. had no right. They had no right. <laughs> we just talk about networking. I'm gonna do that. Well, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I fuck with y'all. Because <laughs> none of my none of my friends asked me that. I'm just saying. I got multiple texts about that shit. Like, yo, Jake, you, Jake, Jake didn't send me that text. Like, yo, what's up, <laughs> your boy Will? <laughs> a real nigga though. Jake would never do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about those white folks that act like. They think their life is like we're the same. Like you just grew up just like I do. Like we didn't have to deal with the shit we do. Those people, I like whatever. I got no love for those people because you're so ignorant to the shit. Like it's like whatever. You think you think we're the same. Literally, really, bro, eleven to whatever, eleven, eleven to sixteen percent of the population. There's not a whole lot of us. People just think there's a lot of us because the people that grow up in the environments, that's most of what we see. But the minute you get out of that environment, you understand it. There's way more white people than are black. People. I think the funniest thing that I got out of this whole thing was I was in a group chat with family and somebody was like, I don't know why Will got upset. Like G.I. Jane was a strong, independent woman in that movie. And I'm like, really? And fine as fuck. Really? I look good as hell. Really? <laughs> like, that's not where he was going. He, If he wanted to say that, he would have said, oh, Jada, you're a strong, independent woman. Like that's yeah. what he would have said. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I just, I'm, I'm over it, man. I'm over it. Ain't nobody. I'm not here for that. Look, it'll, it'll, it'll be something new to talk about after this Sunday. I don't know what it's gonna be, but this whole shit, people gonna forget about it. Yeah, yeah. The, the NCAA, uh, the basketball games this weekend or next weekend? Final four this weekend. This weekend. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yo, so the last thing I'm going to talk about before we close off, we got to call off. It's been, it's been a minute. Um, the last thing I want to talk about when it comes to the corporate world is attire. So I, 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 I already explained my situation. I always in a certain tie. I actually prefer it, so it's not really a big deal for me. But I explained to y'all that people treat me differently when I'm in a shirt tie. They had, apparently, I got a degree when I'm in a shirt tie, but when I'm in a Fit in a shirt tie. I'm a thug from the streets, and so I'm gonna tell me it. Like that's that's why that's why I am tonight. So to me, that's why I do it because their perception. And on top of that, I just like looking the way I look. But for y'all, explain to like, do you value that or not? Yeah, man. I uh, I mean, I like looking good when I'm in public. Uh, plain and simple. I grew up like. Don't hide your pants off your ass. Like, be neat. I iron my clothes every fucking morning before I go to work. <laughs> every fuck. When I tell you every morning I iron, every fucking morning. Bro, if I'm going out on the weekend, if I'm going out on the weekend and my sweatsuit 
Got wrinkles? I'm ironing my sweatshirt, bro. <laughs> jeans too. The jeans. Jeans. Yes. Yeah. Jeans get wrinkled. I don't want to hear that. That's going. The wrinkles gonna fall out. I'm not trying to hear that nut ass shit. Hey, hang, so, hang it up when it hang it up when it come out of the dryer. And yeah, I, yeah, just get plug, get an iron, plug that bitch in, let it warm up for two minutes, and and put that hot iron on them clothes. But um, nah. To your point, Drew. Um, I like to mix it up when I go to work, man. Um, some days I go formal. Um, I mean, our, our dress attire is business casual, um, but, you know, I'll mix it up. Plenty of dress boots, plenty of dress shoes. Um, some days I'll throw some sneakers on. More often than not, I don't really wear sneakers to work, but, you know, button down sweaters. We do this thing uh, like tattoos day. Our director, black dude, he in a shirt and tie every day, very much like you are. But I think it is something to be said about being presentable, um, which is which is tough. I find this tough sometimes we're dealing with our black students, right? Because you want to be able to express yourself, but there is something to be said about when you are looking for that job. Again, you talking about you doing it for the perception of, of, of white people. Cause a lot of times you find those people in, in those managerial positions. So it's, it's tough, kind of not tough, but you know, we have a lot of conversations on how to be able to express yourself. It's not exactly. still look the part. Huh? No, well, what I was saying is that it's not just about presenting myself a certain way. It's about how they react to how I present yeah. myself. Like, yeah. literally, I get, I've get i never been pulled over once when I was in certain time. It doesn't matter if I was speeding or not, breaking the law or not. Like, sure. literally, they look at me and think, black skin, if he's not in a certain tie, he's not a legitimate person. Yeah, so that's, that's, everything, that I'm, that's everything that I'm getting at. Like, I mean, obviously, black people... We we love our hair and we can do many things with our hair that other people can't. Well, not me as much these days because motherfuckers is getting older. But but you get what I'm saying, though. So like is you have conversations with with the young brothers and even some of the young sisters of, you know, it be able to express yourself, but realize sometimes the situations that you might find yourself in where you may have to tone it back a little bit. Compromises. Yes compromising that's not and that's not to necessarily say that you are lessening yourself um but like you say it's a time and a place for for everything but to answer your original question yeah i like to i like to dress i like to to be presentable um never know when i'm gonna run into into megan good in public so gotta be ready <laughs> for Gotta be oh yeah, she newly single now, huh? Yeah, yeah. newly single. Where you get that shot, Tony? What you've been waiting on that? You've been waiting on that. Hey, she got the the perfect last name, Megan. Good, just Mm -hmm. just and she can keep it. Just she ain't gotta take my last name, she can keep it. Sound good, just good. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Dre. All right, so um, before I got basically pushed to work in remote i was the same way like i would go to the office i'll have my long sleeve on i didn't always wear a tie um but i did have my like collar shirt shirt always tucked in always got a belt on always got my dress shoes so <clears throat> that was me when i was in the office setting but uh look like tony froze on us oh no he didn't freeze he there but anyway <laughs> he was just super still i was like dang tony froze um but anyway so that was me in the office, like had my iron, like I would not go to work with my clothes wrinkled. Like there was just something that I wouldn't do since like middle school. Like I had to put an iron on my clothes like beforehand. Cause I was, I was what? 
I would, I would see, yeah, I would see like other people walk around with wrinkled clothes and be like, yeah, who raised them? Like, where, you, where were you raised? Someone you know? My bad. All I was saying is that someone taught you that. Like, someone taught you. Yeah, that. exactly, exactly. Since like, since like sixth and seventh grade, like, you learn about the starch, about creasing your pants, and all that stuff. Like, you, you know, and it was funny because when I got to college, like. I ain't gonna say any names, but I had to teach some people how to use iron. It's hilarious, hey, man. Call they ass out. No, ain't nobody safe. Call they ass out. I, I did it. I did this on a couple of podcasts. Like, yo, I already did this. Like, yeah, yeah they're yeah. not gonna o- do it. Like, oh, o- O'Neal, O'Neal was the dude that I had to teach how to use an iron because he had no idea how to use it. Uh, but anyway, um, but yeah. So since since I started working remote though, and I, got, and I got comfortable with the people that I'm working with. What I have on now is what I've been wearing. Like I'll wear a hat. I will wear this jacket because three of the five days out of the week, I'm not even seeing anybody. So it like the whole presentation thing that Drew's talking about, that doesn't apply because I'm just literally not seeing anybody on Fridays. I usually just wear something out of the ordinary because my, um, CFO, like he always mentions something about something that we're wearing. So I'll just wear something that kind of stands out. It's like, Dre, you got a bright shirt on today, you know? So it's just one of those things where in, in my company now, it's not the norm to have to be dressed up. Like basically if you're dressed up in my company now on a meeting, like you're, you're the only one that's dressed up. So yeah, it would, it would be cool to, it would be cool to keep doing it. But to me, it's like, okay, I'm just putting on a front for my 15 minute meeting. And to me, it's not that serious. So so now I pretty much just wear whatever's comfortable. Half the time I got on pajama pants if I know I'm not gonna go outside. I got on sweatpants right now. I wore these to work today. Like I'm absolutely chilling. But before when I actually had to be presentable, you know, like you had to match up and down and all that stuff. Like when I'm at home, I don't even match. It don't matter. Nobody sees me. So it's like, why am I wasting my time doing this? But of course, you keep your hygiene up, like brush your teeth, brush your hair, comb your hair. You know, you got to keep that stuff up. But it's like, why am I worried about if my socks match or not? Like no one's going to see me today. No one has seen my socks that I work with in years. You know what I mean? Like, so <laughs> it's not that big a deal. Like if like think about it like in general like i might have an average of one meeting a day some of those meetings are just over uh slack so they don't even see me they just can hear me um so i'll put that at an average of maybe a half a meeting a day like why would i dress up for a half a meeting when no one else is dressing up on top of that like it just doesn't it doesn't make sense like it's overkill so (laughs) you were saying this about me bro I will go to work, no means at all, right? But I gotta be in a certain time and as pretty as possible. Well, you're going to the office though, right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It it could be anything. If I'm in if I'm in the office, if if any if anybody can see me, if I'm not at, at home, I need to be as fly as possible. It's just my personality. Like I have to be that way. Like you nah. said though, not like you said though, not at home. I work for no, not at home. I'm gonna I'm gonna wife you to have time. I one hundred I one hundred percent work from home though. So that's not that's not where we're yeah. at right now. We the say we the hundred percent work from home. We the say my my company is based in California. So I'm not going into work. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you, I, I agree, man. Like, I wouldn't be in a shirt and tie if I wasn't in the office. Period. Like, so I just yeah, the right. only time I'm in the shirt and tie when it comes to being at home is when I'm doing interviews. That's yeah. it. Makes makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. So yeah, we we agree <laughs> on this. We don't disagree on this. Um, you got something else to say on this, so we can close it off on this, man. Nah, just last thing. Y'all ain't got to talk about on this, but make sure one of them days y'all talk to people about the importance of how you coordinate an outfit. Because I'm tired of going out no, in public. What you mean? We're going to do this. Like, you're going to be on this episode, bro. Like, okay, uh, well, shit. Let, let me know. Random I, topic I, got a, I got a whole lot of shit to say about that. So I'll hold my thoughts. Every random topic that we got, every weekend that we don't have like, Premier League like what, game. What do what you, you mean, Tony? Like, you can't have, like... Uh... What what you want to call it? Like patterns on your pants and then the opposite patterns on your shirt. You gotta have it's a plain science, white bro. shirt if you got some uh you got some stripe pants. Hey, if you if you go on pattern on the bottom, you should probably go solid on the top. Probably go solid. Well at least pattern on the top. You can't do both. You can't do both. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it depends too. Like if you got a suit on, obviously we ain't making the same, we ain't having the same conversation about patterns, but mm-hmm. We'll hold, we'll hold them thoughts. We'll hold them. Awesome, Ozzy brother shit. I feel, you, I feel, you, bro. Like you gotta be fly, bro. Like, right. yeah, I feel. You. But um, every single episode that we're a random topic that's not specialized to somebody that Tony wouldn't actually like deal with, like a sport or whatever, then Tony gonna be on this bitch because I need to hear more people. I talk way too much. Speaking of sport, though, so, shout out to the USA soccer team finally making it. You know. Yep, shout out to them. They made the uh, World Cup. They still yeah. trash. They, they qualified. They qualified though. They in there. Yeah. <laughs> we don't go in on on soccer next week. Um, we will be back to our regular scheduled programming. Uh, but this has been great, man. And I appreciate everybody's coming on. Um, obviously, I was tripping uh, on the start time, but you know, uh, I, I suffered injury, so. Um, I apologize for that. It'll it'll be out on Saturday. Um, I got some shit to do tomorrow, so I probably won't be on pocket or really in the right mindset. But yo, it's been great, man, and I appreciate y'all. Y'all my niggas, man, and and um, it's been very therapeutic for me because you know I, I don't go to therapy no more. I, I I got rid of those people, um, so um, all I got is boxing, and I got this when it comes to my mental health, and it's been great, man. And y'all been solid. And it's been great conversation. Obviously, we have these conversations over text, but um, these little, you know, you know, once a week or whatever thing, it's been great, man. I mean, we gonna keep it going the way we doing it. Um, so yeah, yeah, appreciate y'all having me on, man. I always enjoy coming on here talking to y'all. Facts, man. All right, man. Always All right, good y'all. way to catch up, man. Good way to catch up. <laughs> All right, y'all. One. All right, y'all. Peace. One.